Thank you, worship team. We'll give you a minute to get around and come back and see us. We invite all of you to stay, whether you're a member of the church or not. We want you to stay for lunch. We've got plenty. We have plenty. Godfather's Pizza is pizza you cannot refuse. That's what they say. It's my favorite pizza. And uh, and so we want you to go and enjoy. And we have salad, too, for those of you who are healthy eaters. Salad, right? It's Caesar salad. The Bible says, render to Caesar what is Caesar's. So we get Caesar salad. It's going to be a good time. We're not going to waste a lot of time in there. We're going to eat real quick. And uh, we are raising monies for our upcoming missions trip. There will be two containers. One is green with the Eagles uh, logo on it, and one is red with the Chiefs logo on it. And if, you you know, your money's green. doesn't matter who you're going for. It's going for the mission of God. Right? And uh, and I hate to see you lose, but, you know, somebody's got to lose today. And so, go Chiefs. But we we know that some of you are from Philadelphia, Miss Carol. We know you're around Pennsylvania. You know, we know you know like me. She's torn this morning, conflicted in her spirit. I'm a Saints fan, and uh, but that's long gone. The only Saints I love are you, and it's, and it's Valentine's Day, so I love you, and uh, that's why I'm wearing red. It's Valentine's, but uh, we want to give you the vision of Oak Grove. It's Super Sunday, many reasons, but how many know we have a Super God who ap- who absolutely acts in the supernatural, and with His Super Church, and so. We're here to praise the Lord, and and uh, we do this every year on this Sunday because some of you are new. Some of you have never heard the vision of Oak Grove. Some of you don't know where we're heading. You need to know, and we even want you to stay for the annual business meeting after lunch. You're more than welcome, member or no member, because you'll see the uh, state of the church, condition of the church, the heart of the church, the nature of the church, the vision of the church. It's not just a business meeting, and uh, the Lord is taking care of business. Amen? Two things we really push at Oak Grove, TLC and TCB. TLC is tender love and care. I mean, we must continue to love each other and this lost world. And then TCB is taking care of business. We must take care of God's business. If we'll do those two things, I think we'll be all right when the Lord comes. So it's Super Sunday, and uh, we're going to give you the mission of Oak Grove this morning, and we'll uh, keep it uh, under an hour. Uh, actually, 45 minutes, so you can go in the back and eat. The pizza will be here 11:15. And if you're if you're fasting, praying, turn off your TV this afternoon. Pray all day. Fast all night. I'm sure that's what's going to happen. But the mission of Oak Grove is uh, is very simple. It's say it with me. Connect. For 21 years, we've been saying that. Say it again. It's very simple. We're here to connect people to God through worship and each other through fellowship. Three reasons the Assemblies of God exist. Now they added another, so there's four reasons. One is to worship the Lord, right? To connect with God through worship and through each other through fellowship. It's Acts 2 model. That's exactly where this comes from. In Acts chapter 2, they were together in prayer and fellowship, breaking of bread, discipleship. Evangelism, missions, all of that was happening, praying together. It was Acts 2, 42 through 49. That's where we get it from. 
And that's what, what our vision is. You have to start somewhere. You have to connect. Did you know that some people may not find God until they meet you? You could be the very connector for people to find God. Because God is invisible. So we have, we have to have the church. God is using the church to show the world what the church is like. Unfortunately, in our day, the church has made a major impact on the world. And the world has crept into the church. How many know it's got to turn? The tables have got to turn. Not to judge the world, but to show the world what Jesus wanted us to be like. So you got to connect. And secondly, we have to grow through learning the word of God. Helping others grow in Christ is discipleship. Discipleship. Early in the early uh, late 80s, early 90s, we started uh, having churches pop up everywhere. Plant, 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 plant. And I'm glad to plant churches. I mean, no, we need to plant churches. But uh, after you plant a church, you have to grow the church. And uh, to grow the church, you have to grow the people. You want to know what business we're in? Two questions. you got to ask, what business uh, am I in and house business? We're in the people business. We're here for people, not buildings, not programs. We're here for people. And people need the Lord. There was an old song. I love it. People need. The Lord. Remember that song? People need the Lord. When will we realize? Remember that? That we must give our lives. Because people need the Lord. It's beautiful. I wish I could sing. I would sing it to you. Every day they pass me by. I can see it in your eyes. All right, let's keep going. I'm losing you. Hey, serve, serve. How many know the first thing you do when you get saved is serve? You're not saved to sit and sour and soak. You're saved to serve. Even Jesus said, I didn't come to to be served, but to serve and give my life a ransom. It's sacrificial. You don't come to church. But in the me church culture, me, 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 and I, I, it's what can the church do for me? How many know that was a bad turn, big mistake? Even in these new church planning moments, a lot of people came to Christ, but they didn't disciple them. They didn't disciple them. And some are saying now, after 30 years, what a mistake. Because they didn't grow past the level of salvation. If you don't get involved in the kingdom and get start serving, you don't grow. You don't give back. It's a, it's a very immature faith that says what's in it for me, right? So you don't have no laborers. You don't have no workers. Even Jesus said the harvest is plenteous. It's the workers that are few. And so even this, this pandemic and this situation our world is in today can't find workers. I mean, oh, it happens in the church too. And then we had this leadership influx. Leaders, 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 developing leaders. Can I tell you? In light of developing leaders, we forgot to make disciples. This is not, this is not Chick-fil-A. We're not putting out a chicken sandwich. We're trying to make disciples. And so, and so it's not drive through. See how quick you can get it. I mean, no, discipleship takes time. It takes time to grow. But we live in a culture that wants it quick, fast, and shallow. It's really shallow. And that's what happened. The result of no discipleship uh, created a very shallow, very shallow church that didn't want to get involved. So 
serve, mission is to serve through involvement in our church and loving people in our community. That's what serve is. And then, of course, missions go go to anyone, anywhere, anytime, go for Jesus. Amen? Share your faith. In a week or so, we're going to be talking about evangelism. We're going to share. There's three reasons why people don't share their faith. One is they don't know how. I get that. They haven't been taught. They haven't been trained. Number two, they're scared to death, scared to share their faith. What if somebody asked me a question? Well, you got me on speed dial, but how many know you don't need me? You need the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit said he would open your mouth, open your mouth and go, and he will feel it. He will give it. And guess what we all have? We may not all have the same spiritual maturity when it comes to theology, but we all have a testimony and a story. We all have a story, an incredible story that you need to be sharing with your family and friends. Go. Go where? Go into all the world, right? And share your faith. Go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. And and so you start in Jerusalem. That is with your family and your friends. Man, I, I led more people to the Christ in the first six months of my salvation than I did the whole 40 years. Why? Because I was just coming out. I still was connected with a few of those heathens. Is anybody here glad for the grace of God that touched your life? Yeah. And listen, there's still people out there that need Jesus. But we come in and we get blessed and we thank God and we're saved. Our church and maybe our house is saved. uh, But there's still a whole lot of people that need us to go. And not just here in America, but around the world. Amen? Says the church that's fully uh, tied to missions. So this is just a reminder, Oak Grove. Say it one more time. Connect. All right, so we have four values, four core values. Connect. Every person has the right to the presentation of the gospel at his or her level of understanding. They they need to understand. It's one thing to know about Jesus. It's another thing to know Jesus personally. They need to go a little deeper. They need to understand. And that means that we have ministry to children. We had early childhood day yesterday. Parents could bring their babies. I went in there for 45 minutes. That's all I can do. And two of them were my grandkids. <laughs> That's all I can do. <laughs> anyway, uh, but hey, we need to give children the love of God. They need to feel the love of God. They need to know about the love of God. We're going to talk about it in just a bit. But this is one of the ways we connect. A family came in last week. They went to the nursery. They said, we love your nursery, your personnel, your people, how clean, how beautiful. And one of the things we try to do is to, if we're going to win young families, how I many know we better have something for those babies at their level of need? I remember Melissa and I went into ministry for the first time. We were youth pastors. And the first Sunday, the pastor asked us to go into children's church. And we said, why? Why would you do that? And uh, But since, you know, since we were a good little young couple, we went down to children's church. He said, just to assess the situation, see what's going on. And there was an educator down there, a good lady, a wonderful teacher for many years. But she uh, she didn't know how to present the gospel to children on their level of need. I mean, there's a difference between the classroom presentation and a children's church presentation. Big time. If you don't put on a circus for them, they're going to put one on for you. And so we watched as this beautiful lady, and I'll give you the rest of the story. It's a great story. But she had the red Bible, the red children's Bible in her face. 
and reading Noah's Ark. Noah built the ark to little Johnny and Susie down the middle. And about uh, five minutes in, she just pulled the book down. Brother Ron, would you pray for me? And she's weeping because she didn't feel like she was really presenting the gospel on their level of need. I wonder why not. Since I was observing kids crawling under the chairs, throwing paper everywhere, and having a a heyday. And she felt very inadequate, as we all do. As we all do. But children need to hear about Jesus. And there's a way to present it to to them, right? The gospel. So I told Melissa, take her in the back room and counsel her. I mean, anybody in children's church needs counsel. And then I grabbed a sock puppet, which I might have—I knew I might have needed that morning. I grabbed it out of my little satchel, and I put a sock puppet on with the We Worship Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. Do you know the song? That's the book for me. And those kids were mesmerized, mesmerized by my puppetry skills. Truly, we went in after church to talk to this lady, and uh, she said, what am I doing? I said, well, do you have any resources? She opened up the cabinet, and she had Willie George's, uh, you know, train depot materials from the top all the way down to the bottom. It wasn't that she didn't have the resource. She didn't have the training. And the good news is, you know that lady's still in ministry to children today. 35 years later, would somebody give God praise? We need to train. We need to teach. We need to connect on their level of need. We need to grow. Every person needs a a Bible, a biblical moral compass to guide and protect them throughout their life. This is the book. It's not it's not Ron Moran's opinions. It's not anybody else, Pastor, any podcast that you have. I mean, no, everything needs to run through the book. This is the compass. If you don't follow the compass, you will be lost. They actually say, they use the terminology, lost. It's the lost sheep, the lost son, right? The lost coin. It's lost. What do you do with lost people? You help them find their way. And so that's our, our job is to help them. To grow by using the Bible. To serve, every person has unique gifts to be developed and deployed. To strengthen the church. You, God made you uniquely. You have unique gifts. And you need to know that after you get saved, you've got to find your way into the body. Find your way into the body. Find out what you use for your gifts. It's not for you to just come and see. It's for you to come and get connected, get involved, start working and serving. Everybody shouted, amen, and then go. Every believer has a purpose in advancing the gospel mission for the church of Jesus Christ. You can go three ways. You can pray, you can give, and you can actually go. We're going to Oklahoma City. Say, I'm scared. Well, it's okay. I'm scared of Oklahoma too. (laughs) Bears like I'm from there. You should be. I'm scared of dream centers. Don't be scared of dream centers. It's a great environment, conducive for the body of Christ. Two things happens in missions. I'll say it real quickly. One is we go to bless the poor and the lost to help them come to Jesus. The second thing is that the church gets involved in the process. They learn to share their faith. They learn to get the bugs out, the nerves, you know, all of these things that that hold people back, fear, uh, the fact that they don't know. And then that third one I forgot to mention earlier is they just don't want to share their faith. Don't think it's necessary. 
So serving and going is important to, to the mission of the church. So our mission is accomplished through five-fold ministry plan, and it's simple. We've been talking about it, but maybe you're new. Number one, to worship, to create an atmosphere for spirit-filled worship. I don't know about you, old girl, but I'm glad that God still speaks in our services. I'm glad the Spirit still moves in our altars. I'm glad we still have manifestations of the Holy Spirit, that we believe in all nine gifts and all nine fruit, and anything the Holy Spirit wants to do, He can do in our midst. We come in to worship, and we depart to serve. We come in, we take our shoes off. When we go out, we put our shoes back on. Worship is key to getting us all together. Behold how wonderful, how pleasant, how beautiful it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. If church wasn't supposed to be the church, you didn't even have to show up today. You could have stayed at home. But the church is supposed to be worshiping together. And as much as I love online and all of that, I mean, no, that never was God's intention either. God's people must come together to worship. To worship. And then to pray. To pray together. Acts 2, 42 through 49. They met together in prayer. Remember chapter 4 when Peter was in jail? Peter was in jail and the church was praying. That's a perfect illustration of what the church is supposed to do. God's people are supposed to pray together. Believe for the miraculous together. And Peter's sitting in jail. All of a sudden, the chains fell off. The doors crack wide open, the gate opens, and he walks all the way. When he knocks on the door, here's God's people of faith and power. He said, it's me, it's Peter. It can't be, he's in jail. Isn't that God's wonderful faith-filled people? Here we are praying for Peter's deliverance, and when he says it's me, they say it can't be you. How many know God still answers prayer? Whether we choose to believe it or not, how crazy is it to believe for prayer? And then when you get the answer, say it can't be true. Can't be you. That's the power of God. And over and over again, when they prayed, they saw God do great miracles. Just regular routine, daily things. Like Peter and John on the way to the temple. Right? Three in the afternoon, there's the man at the gate. And they said, silver and gold, have I none? Can I tell you, you don't have to have a big church or a lot of money to have the power of God manifested. But you do have to have a praying bunch. I said a Pentecostal church is a praying church to encounter God through seasons of focused prayer. And we're going to step that up this year. We're going to add more prayer times, more seasons. Aren't you glad we started the year off with prayer? And then evangelism told you we're about to start doing that, but we need to create more opportunities for increased involvement in reaching people who need Jesus. They're all over. Some of them don't look. You see, the difference between the witch doctor in Africa and the businessman in Springfield, there is no difference. The witch doctor in Africa, easier to see, got a feather in his hat. He looks like the witch doctor. looks like he's lost. But the guy at the suit over here in Springfield, he don't look like he's lost. But he is just as lost without Jesus. So we got to learn to stop stepping over people right in our midst and starting getting involved in evangelism, creating. How many believe God, the Holy Spirit, can create divine appointments? But if you say no every time, those appointments become less and less. you got to say yes. How many is ready to say yes in 23? Divine appointments. And then 
discipleship. We want to equip and train members to lead themselves and others in the ministry. You can't lead anybody till you learn how to lead you. And most of us don't even know who we are, don't know our gifts, don't know our abilities, or we think we're not worthy or we don't have uh, uh, the valid ministry of opportunities. We don't feel like that we, we have validity, able. We don't, we don't have uh, the ability. Aren't you glad God's not looking for your ability but your availability? Amen. And then missions, to be a local church with a global vision for making disciples. And you do very well at that. You do good at all of them, Oak Grove. But we believe in our next generation, don't we? Oak Grove believes in the next generation, don't we? If we don't, then we are going to be the it. That's it. After us, it's over. There must be young families in this church. There must be kids in children's church to propagate the gospel uh, as the Lord tarries. And so this is why we've been in a launch initiative to build a new student center. And I'll tell you what, we have opportunity to sell that property. They came and put a proposal together for $60,000. We can sell that property. It's conditioned upon the county uh, rezoning that property to multiple family instead of single family residential. So they can build duplex there so they can house people so that they, they can build something there. And if that goes through, then we can sell it. But uh, But, hey. We can use that money to finish off this building over here. Amen? That's our launch initiative. And you see it. You've been seeing this. The phase one was to start the launch fund many years ago, repair and upgrade the indoor facilities, which we do all the time. In fact, the board's talking about new carpet around the sanctuary. I mean, we could use that because you can't handle your coffee. You spill it everywhere all the time. God bless you. We have to get you some sippy cups for the adults. Sippy cups for the adults at Oak Grove. Uh, or I can get you some spot remover and a little towel if you want to come help us. So then goal two was to obtain. I love the way y'all love me. Goal number two was to obtain property north of Oak Grove. How many glad the Lord did that? And then we bought it. We wanted to pay 70. We paid 80. But uh, the Lord blessed. Uh, de- demolished the house. Uh, to prepare for the future. We did that. Continue to increase the launch fund. We did that. Upgrade outdoor facilities with beautiful new fence and sign. How many know the Lord has blessed Oak Grove Assembly and Debt Free all that time to allow us to do it? Goal three was to begin the process by building and getting plans and working with the architect. We did that. Then phase two, 2020 and 21, uh, we began soft launch, 75-year initiative. We gave 75000 Could somebody give the Lord Praise for that a few years ago. We did that. Then we solidified the plans with the architect a little bit deeper. Third, third goal was 75-year celebration. We hit the goal and gave over 75000 To God be the glory, great things he has done. I know you can't read that, but that's okay. We'll go to the next one. Um, and, and that was the next one. Go to the third one. You can't see it anyway. But the third phase in 2022 we began capital campaign monthly in May of last year. Uh, we started the capital campaign. Many of you made pledges. If not, there are still pledge cards out there. You can do that. A hundred a month, a thousand a month, ten thousand a month. If you're gonna believe, how I many know oh, you might as well believe? Go for broke. Then we sold sell the property across the street, and that is upon us. It's on us. Gave it to a friend that's a realtor, and she has found a buyer. And it's all conditioned on what I just told you. 
Goal number two, complete the launch fund. Goal of 500000 We wanted to save 500000 and now uh, we're getting very close to that. I'll show you in a minute. And then the third goal is to demolish the old buildings on the uh, north side, break ground for the student center building. Does anybody here believe it's going to happen? Of course, and we're in the final phase. I'm glad. I love your enthusiasm. One year ago for the launch fund, we had $223,338. And now, uh, as of January 31st, we have $304,674, all for the glory of God. Amen. What's that, babe? Plus, if we get the 60000 on the property, we're going to be closer to 400000 But we increased the launch fund in 2022 by 81000 and $36. Praise the Lord. And so our church is focusing now on grow. In 2023, we want to grow. We not only want to grow, how I many know we have to grow? We want to grow and we have to grow. And our church is healthy. And guess what? Healthy things grow. They do. I've got a plant in my office and I water it. I watered it before I went to Thailand. I watered it when I got back because nobody else cares about that plant but me. And if I don't water it, Pastor Mark, guess what's going to happen to it? And so you look around and say, Pastor Ron, don't look like we're much. Hey, we may not look like much, but we are, and we're still standing. After 78 years, we're still standing. And the devil can throw what he wants on us. How many know we're still standing? And we're debt free. And we got almost $400,000 if we sell that property. And we're going to build for the next generation. And we're going to go ahead and give God praise. That's who we are. That's who we are. But we must grow. We must grow personally. We must grow spiritually. And we also ought to grow as a church. I'm believing God for when young families drive by Oak Grove Assembly and they see a new complex. How many know that means that Oak Grove put their money where their mouth is? We talk about the next gen. We talk about the next gen. But how many know if we put that building up, it's going to speak loudly to our community? That we really do care about kids and youth and children and young adults and families. Not that we don't care about seniors. How many know the seniors has carried us to this place? Seniors, you ought to give God a shout. Wouldn't be for you. We'd still be buried. So Joel chapter 2, and afterward I will pour my spirit out on all flesh and your sons and daughters. That's what's happening. The next gen will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. How many? Dreamers are in the house. Nobody wants to admit they're old. <laughs> old men will dream dreams. I still have a dream. I still believe in God for revival at 1320 South Oak Grove. I still have a dream. And your young men will see visions. See visions. They're going to see the vision, and the old men are going to help them to dream the dream. So this is the assembly God just put out, seven dimensions of a spirit-filled disciple. We're very excited. We shared it with our staff, and they're excited because this is what's going to happen. Discipleship and growing is going to affect every department. So our staff is going to help. These guys on the front row are going to pass out these flyers called Seven Dimensions of a Spirit-Filled Disciple. We want you to have it in your hand. I'm going to go through it with you to show you all of the objectives of this. Uh, I appreciate the Assemblies of God giving us some materials. It's high time. I said it's high time. We've just been going at it on our own, hopefully. But now people can help us 
to accomplish this, and the whole church can get this. And so we'll give you a minute to get them. But the seven disciplines or dimensions are Bible, the Holy Spirit, the mission, prayer, worship, service, and generosity. You can see that five of Oak Grove's objectives are already in there, right? Fellowship is, could be in there as well, right? Generosity seems to be a gimme, uh, but service. But five of ours is already there, the Bible. So discipleship and evangelism, all of those things matter to Oak Grove, and we want to grow. I want you, as your pastor, I want you to grow in every one of these areas, and I want your kids. So because of our, our philosophy of ministry that everybody deserves the gospel presented on their level of need, that means the, the early childhood, the youth, the children, young adults, senior adults, every person, whatever level or season of life you're in, you ought to be able to grow in faith, in the grace of God. Acts 1.8 says you will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be witnesses unto me, unto me or will be my witnesses. Either way, how many know it's all about Jesus? It's Jesus first. Be witnesses unto me. Where? In Judea, in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. That's Acts 1.8. And uh, and we're going to be doing a series in the book of Acts coming up in a couple of weeks. We want you to get into it. We want you to read the book of Acts. Read five chapters ahead of me. So when we get to that part of the book, you'll be ready to go in our study. So we want, we cannot stay where we are. Can somebody shout amen? Thank God for the great uh, places that God has brought us over the years. Thank God for the people God has used over the years. But we can't stay here. Remember what God, uh, Moses was saying and Joshua was saying, hey, you can't stay around this mountain any longer. You got to get up and you got to move on. You got to be growing. Wherever you are in your spiritual, spiritual level, you got to go to the next level. And we all know new level, new devil. We know that. But how many are glad for the Holy Spirit that empowers us to go to the next level? So that's what we're going to do. Can't stay where we are, so we got to get going. They're going to bring you some upstairs. We want all of you to have one upstairs as well, and we appreciate you. I'm glad y'all love me. I know y'all up there, and I know y'all love us, and we we're not trying to get you not to be down here. In fact, we did everything we could to get you down here, but we understand. We love you up there, and we love you down here. But um, but I'd rather get close to you where I can spit on you. But that's all right. Let's grow together. Amen. Let's grow together. Let's go and let's grow. Yes, I'm more fired up about this than I am some football game. So if you get more excited this afternoon than you do in here, shame on you. I mean, no, the kingdom of God is bigger than the chief's kingdom. Hey, hey, and I'm all about it. I got red on to prove it. So the first one is the Bible focus is the disciples love and understand God's big story, creation. Fall, redemption, restoration, and are able to interpret and apply God's word as well to that. So thank you. Thank you, buddy. I hope every everybody got one. How many did not get one? Raise your hand if you didn't get one. Maybe you're sharing. Oh, over here, Becky and them didn't get one. They stepped out. Maybe, I don't know, they stepped back in. You just missed them. Becky's over here, bro. He's got it. He's got it, gear. Anybody else didn't get one? All right, we're good now. We want you to have one. The Bible is our focus. There are churches and there are preachers today that are saying things like this. The Old Testament is irrelevant. And we don't need it. 
I mean, all that is a lie from the very pit of hell. We need it. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. It's 39 in this book, in this, these chapters, and 27 books in this, in the New Covenant. How I many know we need all 66? And they're all inspired. It's not half of one or put out one. Only Jesus. I mean, Jesus came. He was there in the beginning. You can't deny the Holy Spirit was there in the beginning. We need the whole Bible, all the gospel, all the gospel. So it's important. The growth objectives for little preschoolers, and you can look at it all later, but let's look at the preschoolers. Know that the Bible is God's message to us. Last week, little Hudson came and brought me a kid's Bible, and he wrote in there, Here, Poppy, to you, I give you a Bible. Can I tell you, I'm going to treasure that little Bible. It's actually a big old Bible. I think he expects me to read it. He's certainly expecting us to know it. The Bible. And a five-year-old knows that the Bible is absolutely God's word. Are y'all hearing that? And they got it. They get it. Believe that the Bible is 100% true. They're memorizing verses in children's church, in, in, in early childhood, in youth, in young adults. Adults are learning. Bible study starting up Tuesday. Going to get into the prophets. Are y'all hearing me? So we got to keep the Bible focused. And you can look through elementary. It goes deeper every time. Disciples begin to trust God with what God says. Remember the very t- first couple of the Bible? The very first thing Satan did to deceive them? He asked the question, hath God said, is the word of God true? That's what Satan said to Adam and Eve. Can I tell you, it is true. It's called the truth of the word of God. It is true. And it's quick and it's sharp and it's powerful than a two-edged sword. How I many know we're still going to use the Bible as our rule for faith and conduct? The Bible is our starting point for all of our theology. Without it, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. The Holy Spirit is the next one. The Holy Spirit. That's the growth objectives. You can look at them later in your own time, but they have youth. They have early childhood, children, youth, and adults. The Holy Spirit is the second focus. Disciples are truly born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, experiencing empowering, leading, and purifying work of the Spirit in their life. We are still a Spirit-filled church. I said we still believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we have a distinctive that many churches are trying to shy away from, which is the baptism and speaking in an unknown tongue. I said we don't apologize for that. At the right age and the right time, we will present the gospel to children. And I believe at kids' camp, people can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Gary, I believe at powwow, boys can get the Holy Spirit, pray in the Spirit, girls' ministries, youth, children, adults. We believe revival is going to come through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we believe. And so preschoolers, look at the objectives there. Wow. Well, the Holy Spirit. Disciples are truly born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and uh, they know what the Holy Spirit of God is. The Holy Spirit is God. Understand the Holy Spirit is a gift from God, and that the Holy Spirit can help them be and live more like Jesus. Pastor, why are you just reading early childhood? If the adults can just get the early childhood part, I'll be happy. All right, let's keep going. I don't want to make nobody mad. Glory to God, we got to go eat together. The mission 
Disciples are on mission with God. Don't you love that? That's the great co-mission. It's not on our without God. It's co-mission. It means God's going with us. We're on mission with God. We're not here just working for God as if he's somewhere else, not involved in the process. How many know the Holy Spirit and God and the Father and the Son are all in this together with us? We're on mission with God in all areas of life and are able to share the gospel and disciple new believers. Okay? So we understand that. And we believe that God loves everyone and created them uniquely. And we know that God has a plan for everyone. That before they were even born, we tell our babies, before you were even born, God knew you. How many know this generation today needs value? They need to know how valuable they are. And then we need to tell them when they're knee-high to a bullfrog. You don't know what that means, but ask somebody else. They need to know that God has a plan for them and that Jesus makes it possible for us to live in heaven one day. If they can grasp that, how many know we all ought to be able to grasp that? Prayer. Does kids know how to pray? You better believe they do. You better believe they do. Disciples enjoy listening to and speaking with God. I love that because prayer and communicating with God is not just speaking to God about all your needs. Prayer is listening to and speaking with God. Growing in a deeper relationship in intimacy and intercession, fasting and crying out to the glory of God. And so our little kids can know that prayer is talking and listening to God. They can believe that God answers prayer, does He not? You you wouldn't believe. Parents, can I tell you? Everything happens in your home, the children's church knows about it. Just telling you. I'm just saying. Every bit of it, from the cat dying or daddy kicking it, every bit of it. And then they learn to pray for each other. It's awesome, don't you think? Prayer, awesome. Let's go to the next one, worship. How important is worship? Well, many years ago, we built big old buildings like this so everybody can come to the worship service just to worship, worship, and began to worship, worship. We began to worship, worship. We began to have faith in faith. I mean, it doesn't take long for us to get stumped, stumble around, can't see the forest for the trees. I mean, God is the object of worship. And so disciples delight in God and offer all their life to God in worship. All of your life. Not just your songs. Thank God for your songs. And they are important. They are very important. Your praise songs, your chorus songs, your hymns, whatever you sing. I mean, oh, every song of your heart belongs to God. But every activity of your hands belongs to God, too. Everything, every word, every deed, it all belongs to God. You didn't just give Jesus your heart. I mean, oh, you gave Jesus your life. And the Bible says you've been bought with a price. Your life is not your own. You've been bought with a price. How I many know oh, that means he owns you? So complete worship is... All in. I'm all yours, Lord, right? And so how does a preschooler understand that? They understand that worship shows God how much they love him. They express their love to God. They know they can worship God anytime and anywhere. And they express gratitude to God. Thankful to God for all that he's done. Now, how many have little preschoolers in your car worshiping and praising God? Let me see your hands. You put on worship, man, and they go to town. Well, if you haven't trained your kids, that's a good way to do that. They're locked in the car seat. 
you know how badly I want to lock you in? Just worship till you start worshiping? But I can't. They won't let me. I can, but they won't let me. Because then I will be locked up and you will be free. Let's service. Let's go on to the next one. All these objectives. Kids know it. Everybody knows it. Service. Disciples see all of life as as a thank you to God's grace and aim for a humble life of service to God and for others. Preschoolers see it. They know God created them to serve and help others. That's learned by, uh, it's, you know, clean up, clean up, everybody, everywhere. That's it. You didn't learn that either, see? You should have been in children's church. Learn to serve by imitating at first, they imitate, they emulate, they imitate, they copy. They copy. Yesterday in the nursery for a little while, if one did it, the next two of them followed whatever one was doing. Ellie was the leader. Just say, girls know how to lead. Come on, girls rule. Boys drool. I've been in too much children's church. <laughs> the guys are like, what is he saying? I'm against it. Serve. Learn to serve by imitating others. Express, express thanks to people who help. One of the things we try to do at Oak Grove is to say thank you. Thank you, thank you. Not just once a year in Thanksgiving time. Thank you, thank you. The worship team has a thank you worship uh, team. Thank you coming up next week or whatever, if you're pretty soon. Just saying thank you. Oak Grove, do you appreciate the worship team week after week? Do you appreciate those guys up there? you appreciate the instrumentalists? If you said it a lot, it wouldn't hurt. If you said it once, it wouldn't hurt. They do a lot of sacrificing. Before you walked in the door, they were here practicing. All right? The next one is uh, is generosity. Whoa, boy. Generosity. Disciples re- uh, respond to God's lavish grace by submitting all their resources to God, all of their resources to God, and responding to the Holy Spirit's leading in giving and stewardship. So it all belongs to God. He doesn't require all of it, but how many know it all belongs to God? And he loves a cheerful giver, and your good spiritual growth is measured. Do you know that tongues is not the only physical evidence of the Holy Spirit? There's a fruit of the Spirit, and how many know generosity is a fruit? Your tithe tells me your spiritual maturity. If you can't, if, listen, if you've been saved over five years and can't find it in yourself to tithe, you need to be discipled. I need help preaching today. It's just a simple obedience. Well, that, that belongs to me. That's between me and God. No, no, no. It belongs to God. I said it all belongs to God. He entrusts you as being a good steward. So how can little babies and preschoolers learn? Well, they believe God provides for them and express thanks. They know that God wants them to share with others. They recognize others' needs and choose to help them. Our kids are amazing when it comes to missions giving. And we'll celebrate them in a week or two when it comes to National BGMC Day. But we have one of our kids that is about to make $10,000 personally. In his whole time in Children's Church, he's going to give $10,000 to BGMC. Single-handedly. Single-handedly. One of them. And there's a few of them. And I know, Grandma and Grandpa, I know you helped them. 
Mom and Dad, I know you're going broke because BGMC. But we're number one in BGMC in our district. Again this year, would somebody give God praise? It may not mean much to you, but our church our size, against 377 other churches in our district, network, they call it now, forgive me. I haven't got all my terminologies exchanged over yet. But whatever they want to call it, we're still number one. Yes! Call it whatever you want. Call us number one. So generosity, you can grow in these areas, and that and that is it. You can grow in all these areas. There's your objectives. I want you to look at it. I want you to learn. We'll grow commits to partner with you and your family by providing strategies, resources, and practical ministries and events to help you meet your ministry goals this year. Okay? Here, how can we do it? Well, they got weekly small group Bible studies. We've got Grow University coming up in the fall, in the spring and the fall. We have junior Bible quiz. You can get involved by helping the kids, or uh, you might learn something in there. Mission trip, outreach events, kids, youth camps, uh, youth fine arts, kids. Uh, fun arts is what we're doing this year for the first time for kids. It's not graded. It's not uh, a competition. It's just a lot of fun for kids to share their ministry gifts. Adult retreats, men's, women's, all of that. Royal Rangers, girls' ministry, Sunday school, prayer meetings, missions giving, speed the light, BGMC, faith promise, building fun. We can help you in all of these ways. If you don't grow, it ain't going to be our fault. Thank you for giving commitments to the launch fund. We want you to see our next trend win. How many know they need to win? Second Peter 3.18. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever to the day of eternity. Amen. Chrissy, can you come back to the platform with your team? And Old Grove, would you stand with us this morning? And can you help me celebrate all the things that God has done and is doing and will be doing?